Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of NBA DFS Today. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined by my good buddy, Mr. Tim Morris, here to break down a gigantic, ginormous, uh, incredible 11-game slate for your Monday. So happy Monday, everybody. Hope you have a wonderful day. It's one day till Halloween uh, by the time you're listening to us, probably. So hope you all are enjoying that, getting dressed up on Tuesday and taking your kids trick-or-treating. I know I'll be doing that for sure. But Tim... This is a big slate here. Uh, you know, as we were kind of talking about before we jumped on, we've got interest in some of these games. Um, there's some games that we kind of have to uh, limit ourselves on. I mean, it's an 11-game slate, so what I like to do is I like to isolate, you know, four or five games that I'm, I feel good about or I like the pricing in. And I, I've done that here, and uh, we were kind of talking about we kind of have generally the same four or five games we're looking at. So um, any, you know, uh, first off, any thoughts about, uh, you know, the slate in general, what you're finding here. I, I've got some thoughts on FanDuel, actually, that I want to share with people. But, like, just in general, you know, maybe point guards are slim or guards are slim or centers are slim. You know, are you, are you finding yourself struggling to fill out your roster at any, any uh, you know, position? Well, what is up, Keith? Happy Sunday to you. Yeah, this is for a giant slate. Um, it's, it's really big. I would say the thing that I found when trying to build my lineups is that I don't really trust any of the higher tiered guys, any of the higher price guys. So I'm kind of going with a bunch of mid carters in my lineup, which is not something I typically like to do, but I think some of the pricing in this slate is, is just a little bit too unpredictable, especially as we were talking about right before we got on the amount of back to backs we have. So we don't really know if some of these higher price guys, like what their involvement is going to be guys like Steph Curry, is going to be on a back to back. He probably won't be out the Lakers on a back to back, the nuggets on a back to back, the blazers, the thunder and the bucks and the Hawks. So we'll see what happens with Dame. He had a terrible game on Sunday. Um, I, I don't think he scored a field goal in the first half. So we'll see uh, if the Bucks do anything with him uh, for Monday's game. But yeah, I, I just like some of the mid-tier pricing is what I'm liking from this slate so far. Yeah, I'm looking at everyone 10,000 up, and I'll just run through these real quick. But Luka Doncic, uh, you know, Dallas, Memphis, he's 12,000, though. I don't know if you want to spend 12,000 on right. one player on 11-game slate. That just seems ridiculous to me. Uh, Jokic at 11-8. I mean, I think you could honestly go there against Utah. I think it's going to be a, a decent game. We'll actually talk about that one. So uh, I wouldn't ex- exclude him out of my player pool uh, just yet, but I do think it's uh, getting pricey again. I mean, you know, almost 12,000, but that's about where he should be priced. So it's a fair price. Uh, Giannis, 11,000, also somewhat fair. But, yeah, like you said, Damian Lillard's in town. They're going to be sharing that usage. I just don't feel super comfortable uh, dropping that kind of salary on him as well. Uh, Shady Lillard-Alexander on a back-to-back. Stunk it up tonight. He gets Detroit in this one. Uh, probably a slower pace. So I'm just not into that one either. And then Jason Tatum, 10-5. It's Boston-Washington. I mean, Boston's probably going to destroy the Wizards. So we're not really interested in that one either. Uh, and then Dame Lillard, 10,000. And it's the same problem with Giannis being in town as well and they're playing Miami who's a very solid defensive team so uh out of those what six players I just mentioned Tim I you know or maybe seven uh I have interested in one guy uh, so yeah I think you know I'm in the same boat as you were uh my top price guy in my lineup right now is 9200 I wonder who it is Tim uh but we'll go ahead and get you two through to that and talk a little about a little bit about that if you guys don't already have the DFS pass go get it it's five bucks a month uh, sportsethos.com is where you pick that up. We will go ahead and walk you guys through all the way up until lock. 
uh, to let you guys know what we're thinking about with the new you know injury news coming out, uh, lineup shuffling, all that good stuff. So uh, this is more of a primer, more of a first look at the slate. All right. Uh, first interest, or first game we have some interest in, I should say, uh, is the Chicago Bulls at the Indiana Pacers, and it's probably me that has the most interest here uh, because I know the rivalry and I know the history uh, of this rivalry. Um, looks like the Pacers are favored by three points. I mean, it is at, in Indiana. Uh, makes sense. Uh, Bulls have been absolutely terrible. I'm not going to go ahead and defend them here. This is not the podcast for that. Go check out the Bulls pod whenever I do a, a, an episode there. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, uh, it's a fair line. 226 is the total. Let me ask you, Tim, before I dive into my thoughts here, any uh, guys that are kind of sticking out to you with pricing or or just matchup-wise? Yeah, well, we did see the Pistons kind of go off on the Bulls. So it, I, I do agree that this is going to be a fantasy-friendly affair. Um, yeah, you, we were talking about the, the Pacers' defense being pretty bad, and I, I would say the Bulls' defense also uh, is lacking, although we saw a guy like Alex Caruso totally blow up. Uh, Kobe White, I, I don't know. He's at 5,100. He had a, a good first couple of games, but then he kind of fell off the cliff. So I'm not sure if you want to trust uh, Bruce Brown either. He had that huge game uh, in his first game. Uh, he, he followed it up with six points after hitting – uh, like what six threes in the first game so six points six points in his second game um so uh, but i think the center matchup is really interesting between mm-hmm. vooch and uh miles turner turner had a really good game finally um so he could have a decent game i think his pricing at 6700 is not bad we know his block potential uh and what he can do out there uh, but i would say also demar at 7500 that's pretty. That's pretty good pricing. I mean, he's right around where Miles Turner is, uh, not too far off. So we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know who you like between Levine <laughs> and DeRozan. Uh, we'll, we'll see which side of the coin uh, gets gets flipped on. So uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, you know, Zach Levine had a big show me game in the last one. Fifty one points, obviously. Um, just you could tell from the, the very uh, jump, he was out to kind of prove to people, hey, I'm still here. I'm still. Um, you know, uh, an elite score, and he is um, 7600 is a fair price for him. I like all the Bulls uh, star, stars here, uh, quote unquote, and you know, not not just because I'm a Bulls fan. I'm probably the biggest Bulls hater out there, but the pricing is right here. Um, we've got guys, you know, Vooch is 7200, and last season we saw him round the 8000 mark usually, typically, and that's the same for all these guys. They're always around the same price, and right now they're all a little bit deflated, um, and the reason for that being that the Bulls have been bad. And and again, I'm not going <laughs> to go ahead and defend them here. They have been bad. There's no doubt about it. Um, they need to be better. Uh, I do think, though, that when you're playing DFS or, or any kind of game like this where you're playing against other people, that's what you have to look for is you have to look for, you know, the angles of, you know, what is what is the general populace thinking and where can I go the other way where I can kind of take advantage of them? And the Bulls, you know, to be honest with you, they're not a, a bad team. I know they've been playing terribly, but once they start getting their acts together, uh, I think they can stick into some games, stick in some games uh, like against the Pacers here. I think this is a good matchup for them, actually. So uh, so I do like Vooch here at 7200. You know, you mentioned him a little bit, but uh, I think he's probably my favorite out of the three. Um, just because of the pricing, 7200 you're getting a, a $300 discount from DeRozan. But if I was to go to DeRozan or Zach Levine, it would probably be DeRozan for me in this one uh, at that 7500 I just feel like he's a safer play. And on 11 games, say I'd rather opt for the safer play than the big home run swing. Uh, I know I'm going to get that base, you know, 20 points from him. I'm going to get five rebounds. I'm going to get three or four assists. 
and, and I just know what I'm getting with DeMar DeRozan. And he's got that ceiling if he absolutely goes off and scores, you know, 40 real-life points, which he can absolutely do. Um, then he can score, you know, 50 to 60 DK points for us. And that's a really, really nice ceiling. That's, good, you know, pretty uh, pretty good compared to other people that are in that $7,500 uh, you know, salary range on this DK slate. So, so yeah, I'm looking at all three of those guys. Um, I actually didn't end up with any of them in my dummy lineup here. So I actually slid, slid throughout center position. I actually have a lot of uh, interest in some other guys on the slate, but I did want to mention this one because I do think I'll go ahead and just put my, put, plant my flag here and say one of these three guys is going to hit value for you. Uh, which ones are going to be? That's a tough guess. It's a little bit of Russian roulette there. In, uh, I don't know if it's Russian roulette, but it's a little bit of roulette there in Chicago. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, on the on the uh, Indiana side, like you said, you know, Miles Turner, um, that's the one guy I'd be looking at for sure. 6,700. He's killed the Bulls in the past. He's one of those guys that just seems to always get up for this game for whatever reason. So um, 6,700 seems like a really nice price for him. But like I said, there's other centers on this slate that I, I like a whole lot more. So um, I didn't end up with him in my lineup either. But I did want to mention it because I do think it's a good game to target. Any other guys you're uh, looking at here or can we move on to the next one? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. The only guy that I, I kind of mentioned was Alex Caruso. I feel like he yeah. could be good value compared to oh, the yeah, other yeah. guys that are priced around that range. Uh, just because of what he can do in the minutes he get, he doesn't play a ton of minutes, like 20 minutes a game. But uh, even against Detroit, 20 minutes a game, he got four steals. So just just he can rack up points really quickly. So I think that gives him um, a higher floor than some of the other value guys in that price range. And you mentioned Kobe White. Kobe's been climbing in salary. Uh, obviously had a really bad dud in the last one. So I, I just – I think the price has gotten to the point where um, there's other options they'd rather go with, especially in an 11-game slate. I just don't feel like I can trust it at this point. But, um, but yeah, I, I think there is some upside there as well. So it's another guy I'll throw in there as well. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, Brooklyn and Charlotte here. Um, Brooklyn and Charlotte, this is an interesting game. If I can find my little uh, spreads here. There we go. 1.5 points favorites is the uh, Brooklyn Nets over the Charlotte Hornets. And it's 228.5 for that game total. All right, Tim, talk to me a little bit about this game here. What do you like in this game? Well, this is probably the game that I like the most. Um, for for a few reasons. The Nets side, there's just a ton of value, I feel like. There's a, d- a bunch of different ways it can go, I'll say. Uh, Cam Johnson is out again. Calf strain is what they're saying. Nick Claxton mm-hmm. out again. So the only center on the Brooklyn Nets is Dayron Sharp. He's a little bit too expensive for me. He's at 4,500. He was at 3,300 last game, and he only played three minutes, but maybe that was a matchup deal. He could see more time uh, due to the matchup with Mark Williams, but because of his low minutes, we saw Ben Simmons play at center. He played 32 minutes versus the Mavs. Um, I just can't quit him. He's 6,400, and he looks good. I mean, 6,400 for a guy that's a – potential triple double threat every time he's out there when he's out there i just you can't really ignore that uh cam thomas of course at six thousand that's still incredible value for the kind of performances he's been uh putting on display there so i mean if he can replicate at six thousand is an absolute steal and if you want to go value on the net side royce o'neill uh showed 
some of his rebounding acumen against the Mavs. And this is something we saw last year. Uh, He's a surprisingly good rebounder and he's at 4,300 just like Caruso was. So I think you can get some value there. I I'm not sure if I'll go his way because I kind of want to play a lot of nets here uh, just, just because of the injuries and the guys that could explode like Cam Thomas. Uh, It's just going to be hard for me to stay away from him. Yeah, this is going to be a popular game with everybody. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets last year were the, the team to target in DFS all season long. They were just terrible on defense, especially at the center position. So that's interesting that you mentioned Ben Simmons. He wasn't in my player pool, but I might just slide him in there now because uh, if he is getting center minutes and and the triple-double threat on DraftKings, we get the triple-double bonus as well, obviously. So that's a good point there. He might be a better play uh, than some of the other guys I've got in my lineup currently. So I like that call a whole lot. I actually have some different guys, which is interesting. But they're also on the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> and that's Mikael Bridges at 7,800. Uh, I'm not getting super cute with this one. I think um, the pricing's still right. We still have yet to see a really good game from him. He was only 12 shot attempts in the first game, and then 17 the second one, but he didn't shoot super well. Um, and honestly, the, the supporting stats have been a little underwhelming so far this season. You know, he's usually getting like seven, eight rebounds. Uh, you know, three, four assists which he's been getting that, but he hasn't been getting the rebounds. He hasn't been getting the stocks at all either. He had zero uh, last game. So uh, I'm looking for a bigger game from him. So he could top, you know, 40, 45 DK points easily against the Charlotte squad. It's a very weak defense, uh, as we mentioned a couple times here. But uh, they like to run, you know, a lot of guards out there. Um, It's just I think it's going to be easy for all these nets to kind of go off here. So um, so I do think this is a nice, nice spot for any of them, really. The other guy I've got is Dorian Finney-Smith. At 4100, um, just like Royce O'Neal, without you know Nick Claxton in there. Uh, so here's the thing: if Dayron Sharp does play a lot of minutes, then you know Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal may not get as many. So you can't really play all of them. You kind of have to pick your poison and just run with it. I do feel like DFS uh, is going to be in the starting lineup. He was in the starting lineup in the last one, uh, and I hope he gets about 25 you know minutes plus. And if that happens, then that's fine. He's only 4,100. He's really super cheap. So that's you know part of the reason I like him so much. Um, he just shoots the ball with efficiency usually, shoots a lot of threes, um, you know, puts up some some popcorn stats, stats around the, uh, you know, uh, around the supporting stats as well with the rebounds, assists. Yeah, no stocks yet this season, as a matter of fact, but he does put up those as well. So um, I think he's a guy you can look at as well. Really, any of these Brooklyn Nets are on the table. The one thing I'll say about Cam Thomas, which is a guy you brought up there, we all know what's going to happen here, right? We've been on this ride before. We were on this ride last season where he had, what, he had four, I think it was, or maybe it was just two uh, 40-point games in a row, and then suddenly came out and like played 10 minutes or something like that because – He's a traffic cone. On defense, he's just an absolute traffic cone. And, um, you know, maybe maybe he's better this season and he's figured that out and the coaches aren't going to have such a short leash on him. And if that's the case, then we can continue to roster him with, you know, confidence. But um, I just I just don't see it. I know he had a really bad uh, shot at the end of the game last game. Uh, and just me, it's just decision making sometimes just leaves you scratching your head. So uh, he's a shaky guy to me. And at six thousand, I'd rather spend my salary elsewhere. That's just my thoughts on it. I know he's been absolutely incredible and he does fill a need for them in the offensive area for sure. So I get the appeal. Uh, not exactly my cup of tea. So um, let's move to the short side of the ball. I'm actually going to throw the uh, ball on there, too, as well. Ninety seven hundred. I want to get him into my lineup. I didn't end up getting him into my lineup here, but. 
Um, I do feel like this is a good spot for him as well, especially if they're going to roll Cam Thomas out there. Uh, he's probably going to get some minutes up against that traffic cone. And if that's the case, then hopefully some additional scoring uh, can be done there. But uh, yeah, he's really the only guy I'm looking at on the Charlotte squad. Uh, any of these Charlotte guys that you like? Uh, well, with LaMelo, yeah, he's been good. Uh, 30, 30 minutes a game in his first two games, and he only hit four shots in each of them. So he's out there for for 30 minutes, and he only hits four shots. Like, that's just not going to do it. And um, he's still he, scoring you know, 49.75 DK points, though, Tim. I know, would, I know. Now, now imagine, yeah. he, imagine he actually hit a, a, an NBA right. average number of those shots. You're looking at, like, fifty to uh, 55 to 60 DK points. Anyway. Which ahead, we know he can do. We know he can do. So maybe maybe tomorrow he does, or maybe on Monday he does against the Nets. Um, yeah, they're not going to be offering very much resistance. Um, but on the Charlotte side, other than him, uh, you can go Brandon Miller if you want. Uh, he's showing some scoring ability. So uh, Gordon Hayward, honestly, has been playing really well. He's at 6,200. So he's a good mid mid price guy. And he's also playing like 34 minutes a game. Uh, he had 40 DK points his last game, 19 and 9 with three steals. So if he's out there and he has been out there playing well, so he I can't ignore it. But I wouldn't condone it. I wouldn't tell you to play him. Um, yeah, uh, the Charlotte side is a little bit harder to gauge. Um, PJ yeah. Washington has a really good floor, but at six thousand, you can get guys with with much higher ceilings. So I wouldn't really go with him. But if you want a solid play, you're going like a fifty-fifty game. You can maybe take a guy like that and feel pretty confident. But yeah, on the Charlotte side, there's there's really nobody that stands out. Yeah, it's really mostly Brooklyn, and then I would say you could you could probably roster Lamelo. I think he's going to be a nice play in in tournaments because um, he is kind of priced up a little bit. He's like what the seventh most expensive guy in the slate or something like that, uh, and he's you know had like you said crappy shooting games. So people are going to look at that, and, and I don't know. People just tend to think things are going to keep going the way they've been going. Uh, and if he does have a really good shooting game, you know, and sometimes you know NBA players. They shoot 60% from the field in some games. If that happens, I mean, he's absolutely crushing, and he's going to probably be the top scorer on the slate, or he'll be close to Jokic uh, and, and Doncic at a fraction of the, of the price. So, um, you know, I do like him uh, a little bit here as a, as a tournament play. All right, I'm going to let you pick the next game here, Tim. Tell me what game you are really excited about. I'm going to let you start us off, man. Oh, man, well, let's, let's go to Oklahoma City uh, for okay. the Pistons and the Thunder. Let's I know— we probably have you were talking about big men earlier. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. one of those guys is in this yeah. game. So mm-hmm. let's talk about it. All right. Yeah, we will talk about it. And uh absolutely, yeah, big men um on the Detroit side. I mean, let's not bury the lead here. Jalen Duran, seventy one hundred. Uh I think he's eight thousand over on D- um, uh FanDuel, if I remember correctly. So uh, less of a, a nice play on FanDuel, maybe. I think it's still about the same, honestly, because of the way that the salaries break out and how much salary you start with. But uh, either way, uh, just smash that play. I think I think it's a really good, good play here. Obviously, they're playing OKC. OKC struggles, has struggled against the center position. They don't really have a starting center. I mean, they've got Chet Holmgren, Holmgren now, uh, who is a, a good, uh, serviceable, and, and a good defensive center, as a matter of fact. But... Um, Jalen Williams should be behind him also doing the backup center minutes. And, uh, I just think, you know, the way Jalen Duran's been playing just absolutely out of his mind and just getting 
tons of minutes and and rebounds and working the offensive board like a madman. And he's six assists in the last game, four assists in the first game. He had two blocks, two blocks, four blocks. I mean, this guy's just putting up crazy insane stats. And um, I just think you have to ride that. He was only 5,900 in the last game against the Bulls. So if you did play him, congrats to you. You you made a really good play there. Uh, but 7,100 here I think is still a very uh, stomachable uh, price tag here for Jalen Duran. So I, I'm, I'm assuming you agree with that, right, Tim? Yeah, he's he's only 19 years old, too. That yeah, is yeah. crazy. But, yeah, yeah, averaging three blocks a game, 15 boards a game. He's actually ranked number one on Yahoo's season-long fantasy right now. Um, so that kind of tells you how good he has been. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. At 7,100, he's definitely a must-play. But if anybody's paying attention, they're going to have him in their lineup. So that's yeah. the only thing that scares me about him is just the um, amount of exposure we're going to see. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's a total must-play. We saw – if you watch the Nuggets in the, the Thunder game – uh, it was a blowout, but part of the reason it was a blowout was because Nikola Jokic was just kind of bullying Chet Holmgren. He said after the game that Holmgren had to get fatter. Uh, his <laughs> words, not mine. But um, So we could see Jalen Duren have a, a similar um, dominant performance against Chet Holmgren, although I, lo- I do love Chet Holmgren. We saw his potential the other night, what he can do in his seven-block game, but Duren is just – he's too good right now. Uh, I, I, I was a little – hesitant heading into the year because of the uh, the amount of big men they had I mean they got James Wiseman they got uh, Isaiah Stewart and they had Marvin Bagley if you wanted to count him but um, yeah. but yeah Duran is far and away uh, stood out as the number one guy there and his salary is going to continue to climb if he continues to play like this so yeah for sure yeah. he's in there yeah he should I mean if he keeps playing like that he should be like 10,000 shortly mm-hmm. so uh you know you're getting a discount here if you believe Jalen Duran's going to continue to do this I have no reason to be- believe otherwise I think you know the way that the the Detroit Pistons are playing uh, which is really well by the way they're playing a very good basketball right now to start the season of course it's a long season say two games um you know teams ebb and flow all season long it's just the way of the way of the sport um you know you kind of have to just just be wary of that you know so if teams playing well for a series of 10 games, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. The next 10 games, they could play like absolute crap. Um, it's just the way that the, the basketball goes sometimes. But uh, but Jalen Duran, though, I, I have no reason. There's no no nothing screams to me that this is fluky because he's getting the minutes. He's being active on the boards. That's not something that he's to rely on anyone else to do. That's just something that he has to take the initiative to do. And like you said, I mean, you know, Chet Holmgren, he's he's. He's tiny. He's skinny. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I do think uh, I do think he could take advantage of this, uh, you know, uh, matchup as well. There's another guy on Detroit I'm interested in as well that's kind of being slept on and, and probably going to go under-owned on this slate uh, as he's been under-owned consistently. And that's uh, Oscar Thompson, uh, the rookie here, um, who's obviously – he's got the twin brother also in, in Houston. But – Oscar's been the better twin so far this this young season, but that's probably because of opportunity and, and what the Detroit Pistons need and what Thompson can do. And he's filled that role absolutely just amazingly. And what I love about him is that he is not necessarily contributing in the scoring, which can have some variance. He is contributing in rebounding, which really doesn't have a – I mean, there's variance there because the ball has to fall to you a little bit or has to fall in your vicinity. But at the end of the day, that's a little bit more reliable than, than you know points for some people. And then assists also he's putting up, and he's putting up defensive stats. So, um, again, another guy that's just contributing across the board for them. And I do, I do like this 
uh, matchup here. You've got Oscar Thompson probably guarding like a um, Jalen Williams. Uh, you know, he's probably end up, you know, starting on him. So I, I love that matchup. I just, I just want to watch that matchup during that game nonstop. So, um, but yeah, he's been scoring uh, on DK 26.75, 31.75, 34.5 DK points consistently uh, getting up there. And another guy, I have no reason to believe he's going to um, go anywhere else. So um, also Thompson is another guy I'm going to throw in there. Anyone else in Detroit that you're kind of looking at here, Tim? Yeah, I really do like the pricing on Thompson too. I think uh, someone else on Detroit is kind of in that same price range, but you kind of talked me out of it, honestly. But Isaiah Stewart is somehow uh, holding value with uh, Jalen Duran still playing out of his mind, but Stewart still getting minutes, the 35, 36, and 34 minutes in his first yeah. three games, and he's scored the ball well, 14, 15, 14. Um, so he's holding value too. I think the ceiling is higher with Asar Thompson. Uh, he's a little bit, a few more hundred bucks, but I think it's worth it to play Thompson over Stewart now. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'd probably go Thompson there as well. OKC side, I'm like I think these guys are fine. I don't think there's anything that jumps out to me though, honestly. So I'm, I don't have any of them in my lineup. Um, anyone that you're kind of looking at on the OKC side here, Tim? No, the only thing I would do maybe is play Shea in in one lineup because there's yeah. a potential that he can go off. Uh, maybe he got an early night of rest um, after the blowout. So mm. maybe he'll come uh, wanting to, to take over like he did in his first two games. And he was absolutely unbelievable in his first two games. So if he can do that again, and he probably could against Detroit, um, I, I, he could maybe be in one of my lineups, but, um, but yeah, that that's pretty much it. Mostly the, the Detroit side is, is what I would target. And there's been a lot of hours, there's going to be a lot of hours in between these games as well because they play mm-hmm. during the day on uh, Sunday and they're going to play at night on Monday. So um, there's a little bit of rest there as well. So not too worried about it. Uh, okay, let's move on here. Let's talk about the um, excuse me Miami Milwaukee game. And I'm just interested in this game just just from your thoughts. I just want to get your thoughts in general because I think this is going to be a good game. Um, these are two of the teams that are presumably going to be you know playoff teams in the East. Uh, Miami's got the uh, quote-unquote culture. Uh, Milwaukee's got Dame Lillard. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, uh, you know, they, they've got the uh, the skill, I think, in this uh, matchup. I don't think anybody would take any umbrance uh, with me saying that. Um, but, you know, let's talk about Giannis. Let's talk about Dame Lillard. Are you, I mean, we kind of talked about, touched on him a little bit at the beginning here. But, like, can you see these guys getting to – I mean, if they're if they're that – if they're priced like this, 10000 11000 they're top – five, six players on this slate, you know, we're talking about hundreds of players on this slate. Um, they need to produce like 70 DK points. Like they need to absolutely go off here. So do is, is this possible here up against Miami and Dame Lillard and Giannis on the same team? Well, Dame against the team that he wanted to go to as well. So that's mm, an interesting storyline. So uh, maybe he'll he'll have a little extra motivation, a little see what you missed out on, especially after stinking up the joint on Sunday. Um, I, I mean, he was he was he was bad. And uh, Quinn Snyder came out and said we wanted to throw two guys at Dame the entire game, and that worked. We saw Giannis have like twenty and ten. So. That might be the game plan moving forward for these squads is just shut Dame down and let Giannis kind of do what he did before Dame got there. And hopefully that'll be enough uh, to get the win against them. But I'm sure the Bucks will adjust. We did see Malik Beasley kind of 
go off for him four threes um, in Sunday's game. So I think that's an interesting option there at 5,000. But it's really just the Damon Giannis show Middleton. uh, That's really unfortunate. I'll say that what what we've seen happen with Middleton, it Mm. seems like he's kind of on the last legs of his career here. Uh, Brooke Lopez hasn't been as effective so far this season. I think he has, I, I don't know if he has any blocks this year, maybe one, or uh, maybe none, I think. So um, we know his rebounding numbers are down, so I wouldn't go with him. Uh, but yeah, like you're saying with Damon Giannis, you're really expecting something spectacular out of that salary. And I wouldn't do it yet just because it's it's unknown what we're going to get consistently, especially with Giannis, just because he can hurt you with the turnovers, I think. So I, I, would, I would go with Dame out of the two. Uh, one, he's cheaper, and two, he can he can have the kind of performance he had in game one that yeah. we saw. So I think I would prefer Dame for that reason. Um, but we the Heat are missing a few guys. We'll see what happens. Maybe they were looking forward to this game. We saw Jimmy Butler get rested already in the first few games. So he rested <laughs> in his last game. So he'll be fresh for this one. Yeah. So maybe he'll come out. And his pricing is pretty good at 8500 for a top-level guy. A tier one dude at 8500 That's actually not bad pricing for him. He's like tier 1B. That's what I was going to say about Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like just below those top guys. Um, but no. In playoffs, do, tier 1A. Yeah, uh, oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, no, I do love Jimmy Butler, of course. You know, um, close to my heart there, that X-Bull uh, things didn't end well, but I still have a, a, a special place in my heart for Jimmy Butler and uh, always, always a good play there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like anyone else on the Milwaukee side, on the Miami side. Uh, and I don't actually know if I gave, I don't think I gave <laughs> the spread or anything like that here. I'm actually kind of interested here. Oh, 5.5 points in favor of the Bucks. That's, uh, hmm, I have to go bet me some heat here because I think it's going to be close. Uh, 223.5 is the game total, so it is a little on the low side. I'm actually looking at the other low totals here. Yeah, it's like one of the lower games on the slate. Um, probably like third lowest here, it looks like. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a bit of a defensive matchup. I think there is a little bit of an adjustment period with uh, Dame Miller and Giannis as well. So, like you said, you can't really uh, bank on that. And that's for the reason I'm not going to spend that giant salary on those guys. But, yeah, Jimmy Butler is interesting here. Um, that's really, I mean, I'm not going to look at any of the other Heat guys uh, just because, you know, Pricing is kind of wonky here because, you know, people have been in and out of the lineup already. Uh, I know Caleb Martin's doubtful here, it looks like. I mean, you know, there could be minutes here for, like, somebody like a, a, a Jovic or something like that. But on 11 games slate, I'm not going to take those kind of stabs. So I think I'm just going to pass on the Heat. Anyone on the Heat jumping out to you? No, I mean, they they started Jaime Hawkes, surprisingly, oh, yeah, on so, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't do much. He only played 18 minutes. He scored seven points. Only took four shots. So um, I liked Kevin Love after his first two games. He he uh, had a decent showing. He was getting some minutes, but yeah, with with the amount of uh, unknowns around this Miami team, there's just nobody that I would really feel comfortable playing except for Jimmy Butler. Probably, I don't think I would even play Bam. Maybe Tyler Hero at 7400 because there's been a big offensive burden on him, and and he's come through pretty well. He's averaging 22 points a game, so you can maybe see him have a nice game. But him and Butler are probably the only two guys on the Heat that I would take, and I wouldn't feel comfortable taking any of the Bucks, especially on a back-to-back. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's just go ahead and move on. Then we'll we'll talk about our last game here, which is fine because we're kind of right up against where we want to be for time. Uh, so we got one more game here, and then we'll kind of just give you guys uh, just kind of some single game, single guys in other games that we're kind of looking at. Uh, Utah Jazz at Denver Nuggets. Uh, I just like this game on paper. I think it's a, a good matchup here. Um, I know Utah has kind of started the season slow. I believe they've lost um what they've lost two of their three games so they're one and two i believe uh if i'm correct if i'm wrong i'm sorry utah jazz fans but uh that, that should be what I'm, I'm looking at there uh but i do think you know they're a better team than than they've been playing so far this year they surprised everybody last season uh they kind of lost a little bit of that mojo but you know still i think they keep things close here uh their one loss was uh kind of a blowout but i'm just going to go ahead and discount that so let's talk i want to talk a little bit about walker kessler and obviously you know they're playing up against uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, 5,600 is his price now on DraftKings. Uh, I know season long, we've got some frustrations there. I think in season long, you have to hold tight. Just hope for the best. Even if you try to trade him right now, you are not going to get back equal value. Um, and the, the upside there is just too immense for you to try to do that. I just don't think it's a good time to do that. So just hold on. Hopefully he plays better. Um, but it's been a rough start for Walker Kessler. Uh, against, I mean, Jokic, do you think... With a bigger body out there, maybe this is the game where they roll him out there for 30-plus minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble, or what do you think? Yeah, that's the minutes are, are the really concerning thing with Walker Kessler. I mean, he's a guy that I've been playing repeatedly just because you see his salary is so low, and we saw what he did last year. So I kind of have been playing him, waiting for that breakout game. Maybe it's going to happen. Collins' minutes are are pretty pretty well and above uh kessler right now so yeah. collins is eating some of his minutes there uh even kelly olenek is seeing some time but uh, the matchup that's a good point the matchup will um will necessitate walker kessler being out there for the jazz i mean if anybody could stop Jokic, not that anybody could but it's a big <laughs> body yeah. so maybe a defensive-minded guy like kessler could show out um, it is the foul concern that also could maybe put a damper on things. But I, there's just, especially, yeah, in season-long fantasy, you got to hold now. You paid yeah. too much. His yeah. value's too low. So just just be patient. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it'll come good because we know the kind of talent that Walker Kessler has. So I, do, I don't mind that play at 5,600. Um, there's another – there's some other center options that I would prefer – uh, so I don't think I would yeah. go Kessler, but uh, maybe maybe we see a big game out of him or at least a decent game out of him because you can't really get much lower than he is right now. Yeah, there's at least two centers that are around that same price point I'd rather have. So, uh, you know, not that I think it's a bad play, but it's just, uh, you know, it, it's an unsafe play. Obviously, it's a it's a hit or miss play. I think in a large field GPP, it would make sense because no one's going to uh, go there because he's just his minutes are down so, so much. But I mean, you're looking at this right now, just like you said, John Collins is the same exact salary uh, and, and looks like a much safer floor for John Collins. So, you know, between those two, you know, if you're asking me logically, who would I choose? I would choose John Collins uh, probably eight out of 10 times, right? Like, you know, the two out of 10 times, I'm just trying to take a stab in the dark, but yeah. I do think John Collins is, is probably the play there. If you're going to go one of those two guys, I do like Jordan Clarkson too, in this game. I just love him anytime. Uh, I think if I think uh, the Jazz are going to keep it close, usually he's a guy that's going to go off for 20 points and like five or six assists. Uh, and he obviously has the upside to you know score up to 30 real life points. And um, just a guy, you know, 
he, uh, he just always gets overlooked. He's like always the same price on DraftKings. He's never really changes. His game doesn't change. Um, but he's a solid kind of go-to when you just need some kind of roster filler at 6,000. So uh, I do like him. If you're projecting this game to be close, I would stack him uh, with Jokic. I love Jokic again. We'll talk about the Denver Nuggets in a minute here. But uh, I do love Jokic here. So if you want to, you know, just kind of stack this game a little bit, you could go Jokic, run it back with Clarkson, Clarkson and maybe uh, John Collins, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go marketing just because typically the Denver Nuggets slow the pace down a little bit. And I just, that, that salary, I think there's other guys around that salary that I'd rather have. One other guy in the Utah Jazz I'm going to mention here that just kind of sticks out to me, and this is probably applicable to season long as well, is Keontae George. And, you know, if you're projecting this the other way where it's going to be an absolute blowout, <laughs> I think Keontae George gets in pretty quickly. Uh, he had 27 minutes in the last game, 31.75 DK points. He looks good, man. I like him. I think he's going to be a nice talent. Obviously, he's a young guy. He's going to have his ups and downs. That's just what happens, you know, with rookies. Um, but 12.7 rebounds, six assists uh, in garbage time against the Suns. And like I said, if you're projecting this to be a blowout, that's a guy I would probably slip into my lineups. He's 4,600, a little pricey for for a kind of uh, just shot in the dark kind of guy. So. I don't know if I'll end up on him, but I just wanted to mention him there. Anyone else on the Jazz you're excited about or looking at here? Yeah, Keontae George caught my eye too. I mean, yeah. probably more in, in real life than uh, maybe in DFS at the moment. But Colin Sexton, that, that job is not his. You know, that job is, <laughs> is probably going to go to George soon enough. But, um, yeah, on the Utah side, to your Clarkson point, it's always the case you look at this team and you're like, where is the scoring going to come from? Yeah. So Clarkson is the logical answer to that. Uh, he is at 6,000. You know, you're expecting like at least 20 points out of him. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll probably see Utah keep this game close. I mean, this is not a rivalry, but they're close to each other um, geographically. So, you know, there, there's probably something there in between the two. Uh, for on the Denver side, we saw them play on Sunday, so I think they might lean on some of their bench guys more. Uh, we could maybe see a guy like Christian Brown continue his kind of solid play. Not spectacular, but uh, he was better on Sunday. Same with uh, Peyton Watson. His yeah. stock potential um, really offer you something at his price. I'm surprised to see him at 3500 It's the first time <laughs> seeing his pricing. That is super low. I almost want you to, yeah, you almost want to go grab that right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is pretty enticing. No, I love Peyton Watson. Yeah, like you said, stocks, that's really right, raises his game there. So I think for FanDuel especially, I don't know his pricing over there, but that's someone I would consider where you get an extra point for, for blocks and steals on that website. But, uh, you know, again, if you're projecting this for a blowout, I would definitely roster those guys. You know, you can get Peyton Watson in there, like I said, Christian Brown. I, I love those guys, absolutely. But, um, but if you think it's going to be close, I mean, I think, you know, you go either Jokic or – I mean, these are the guys that are kind of a little bit too priced up at this point. I love Michael Porter Jr. to start the season in DFS, but now his, his salary's climbed, uh, you know, about 400, 500, 500, it looks like. So um, I think he's kind of a little bit out of that price range I want to spend on him. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 6,400, same, same type of deal. And then Jamal Murray, 7,900. I mean, I just, the pricing is just not not there for me, just based on what other, you know, if it's a four or five game slate, then they're probably in my player pool. But this is an 11 game slate, so you don't have to, to try to toy with stuff and, uh, you know, just take the stuff that you know is going to happen. Don't try to take too many shots in the dark. That's what I'll say about these giant slates. And 
uh, more times than not, you're going to hit the money line, and that's what you're trying to do so you can stay alive, so you can, you know, hopefully at some point win that big one. Uh, or if you're playing cash games, just keep dinking until you, you know, grow that bankroll. So there you go. Um, but that's it. That's the games that we're kind of targeting on the slate here. We kind of just went through those. I do have some one-offs here, Tim, that I want to run by you that are just from other games that, that kind of stuck out to me with their pricing. Derek White, 5,900 against the Washington Wizards. We've seen big games. from The minutes are crazy. I can't believe these Derek White minutes. He's getting, uh, was it 30, okay, uh, 32 minutes and then 36 minutes in the first two games. I did not expect that. Uh, you know, I, I expected his minutes to be more in like the mid-20s. I'll take it because I've got him on every fantasy team, basically, which is great. If you guys don't have the Sports Eagles NBA Fantasy Pass, then you should. Because uh, we had Jalen Johnson, we had Derek White, we had a lot of these guys that are absolutely going off uh, in the early season. So, um, you know, go get that $6 a month, sportsethos.com. But, yeah, Derek White at 5900 stuck out to me for sure. Um, running down here also, uh, Anthony Edwards on Minnesota against Atlanta. Um, I'm waiting for that big Anthony Edwards game. I think it's going to come. I think Atlanta's the uh, a good team to, to kind of target for those kind of things because they just seeming to always have issues on the defensive side. They just can't stop people. Uh, at all, and they rely on Clint Capella and Anyaka Kangu to, to block shots behind them, which it just doesn't work. It's just not something that you can do consistently. So, um, so I do like some Anthony Edwards here as well. Uh, Zaire Williams at 4600 on Memphis against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, you know he's also getting a ton of minutes. Obviously, uh, you know the Memphis Grizzlies are all banged up, so um, he's been a beneficiary of that. But 33 DK points in his last one. He had played 34 minutes. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Six of 14 from the field, four of 12 from distance, but 12 three pointers in one game really stuck out to me there. Of course, that was against Washington and maybe they're just screwing around. They're like, we can do whatever we want because it's Washington and they ended up losing the game too. So there you go. Don't do that. Um, and then 10 rebounds and nine rebounds in the game before that, you know, uh, I don't think he contributes a whole lot outside of the rebounds and points. So that's one thing that gives me a little, I guess, concern with Zaire, but I do still think he's a solid play. I put him, you know, Ahead of Dorian Finney-Smith at 4,100, who was, who's also in my lineup. Uh, and I know we talked about, like, Royce O'Neal. I think I might even put him ahead of that, as, up ahead of uh, Royce O'Neal as well. But I don't know. Royce is playing the Charlotte Hornets, so maybe not. I don't know. Uh, last guy I'm going to add here, Tim, that I've got in my lineup that I just want to mention, is uh, Jonas Valanciunas. He's 5,700. Just such a and, and I know I know Jonas is is hit or miss. Hear me out, <laughs> hear me out here. Jonas has had good games against this Warriors team because this Warriors team doesn't have a center. He gives them problems. He gives them issues. And when you get a good Jonas game, you get a big game from this guy. I mean, he's going to give you double digit rebounds. He's going to give you double digit points. He's going to give you some blocks. He's going to give you threes. He steps out and shoots a lot of threes now. So I think Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, at 5,700 is an enticing uh, guy as well, just because of what the matchup is. So I'm going to go ahead and slip him into my lineups too. Uh, any other guys that you kind of caught your eye around the site here, Tim? Yeah, I actually also have Derek White in my lineup. Um, he, yeah, the minutes are crazy. He stepped in. Marcus Smart is gone. So he just makes smart plays. It's impossible to not leave him in the game. So just especially with the opponent, the the Wizards, yeah, he should have a decent game and he'll be in there to make an impact. And kind of the same with Zara Williams. I like him as well uh, in the Memphis Denver game a few nights ago. He just his engine is just nonstop. <laughs> he just keeps going and they, they need bodies right now. And he's a body. So he plays big minutes. Um, but some guys that I like uh, that stood out to me. Another Memphis guy is Xavier Tillman with Santiel Dama out. 
6,500 for the kind of uh, production that we've been seeing out of Tillman. I think that's a, a really good value for him. I mean, especially his first two games, he had four stocks and then five stocks in the next game. So we'll see what that kind of undersized Dallas team. They really only have Derek Lively, and after that, there's Dwight Powell. But Lively has shown his his foul prone uh, play. So mm. he, if he gets into foul trouble, then uh, Xavier Tillman could have an easier time against some of the backup boosts there in Dallas. Uh, another guy that stood out to me was uh, let's see. Uh, honestly, with the Lakers playing in overtime on Sunday, we're going to see them rest. LeBron for sure. So I think you got to target some of their bench guys. We'll see. Just wait until um, you get the lineups. But even a guy like Gabe Vincent, maybe a Roy Hachimura, you're going to see a lot of minutes out of them. So you can probably find some great value there uh, once you see what the lineups are. And another guy that could be getting minutes, uh, this is on the Timberwolves. We'll see if Jaden McDaniels is out. But slow-mo Kyle Anderson at his pricing at 5300 we've seen him produce as well. So, again, if Jaden McDaniel's out, slow-mo is getting the minutes that McDaniel's would be playing. Uh, two steals in each of his last two games. And we, we know what he can do um, rebounding the ball and dishing out dimes and just playing smart out there. So maybe we can see him in there more with McDaniel's out. Uh, so the, I, I like him at his pricing. He's just a guy that I really like. So yeah. I, I, yeah. So we threw some uh, some awesome plays at you guys there. Great job, Tim. I think you know um, you take those and make several lineups out of all those uh, and be probably totally fine. Let's uh, obviously monitor the news though. People will be in and out of the lineup. Injuries do pop up. This is basketball. People roll their ankles all the time. People uh, you know get sore hamstrings. People land on their tailbone. So uh, things just happen. You need to keep your eye on it. But I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at ethoskeith. Uh, Tim, where can people find you and your work, my friend? Uh, I am at me, Tim Sim, on Twitter as well, and you'll get some of my DFS deliveries coming out on the website. So definitely check those out. And then we got more pods coming later in the week, every week. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. We'll be doing these pods every single day. So make sure you do like and subscribe. And uh, hey, until next time, everybody, go get that money.